Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. So, welcome to Tennis Channel Live. Two spots remaining for the ATP Finals. We will tell you who helped their stock to get to London. As we welcome you into our studios here in Los Angeles, Steve Weissman, happy to be back alongside Chanda Rubin and James Blake. Unfortunate for Marton Fucevic, who had to retire from that match in the third set. But, James, you were just calling it. What a battle just even getting into that third set. Yeah, it looked like he took an injury timeout at 4-5 in that second set and then immediately broke Hatchinov. And I think he was maybe affected by uh, seeing Fucevic struggling a little bit. And then it was just too much for him. Hatchinov seemed to be getting stronger. He was back to playing his game in the third set. Fucevic just struggling. Hopefully he's better for next week. And Hatchinoff, Chanda, one of those guys who potentially could get one of those last two spots for London. Yeah, and it's always a good effort when you see an opponent who's struggling physically. Sometimes that can affect your game. You're in the lead, mm. but you can't quite maintain your focus. You're not sure where they are, whether they're going to continue playing or stop. So it was a good effort by Hatchinoff to kind of keep his focus and to stay plugged in and, and finish it, even though he got the retirement in the end. All right, we will get more reaction and highlights from Vienna, but let's go to Basel right now. Roger Federer continues... His chase for the championships, and we flashback 1993. Yep, little Raj, the ball boy, getting some chocolate from Michael Stieg. And now, obviously, Federer gives those pizza parties to the kids when he wins the title there. Pizza, chocolate. Uh, today, it was a bagel, Chanda, that Federer gave out. Yeah, this Federer did not take this match for granted. He, it was a tough match. We first played in Miami earlier this year with Albot taking the first set. Well, this match was the complete opposite. Federer got the early break. He just faced two great points during that first set. That was really the only anomaly, but everything else went so quickly to Federer. He was quick off the ball, didn't give Albot any real opportunities. And right here, this was the shot of the match. Federer kind of sneaking that almost around the net post. Again, Albot tried to get some things going. He held serve a few times finally in the second set, but Federer just had all the answers. Every time Albot tried to attack and tried to create something, just was too much from Federer. So nice effort. Tough day for Albot, but a really good effort from Federer. Has only lost six games through two matches. His fewest in Basel since 2006. Looking ahead to the quarters. If Stan were to do his part against uh, Francis Tiafo, could be a super Swiss showdown in the quarterfinal. Um, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Well, absolutely, and I think the fans would love it uh, here in Basel because Stan has struggled quite a bit here at this tournament for some reason. Um, but it's it's great to see him back healthy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would uh, relish a challenge like this. Um, I've had always tough matches against him, even though on the hard court it's been good against him. But I think for the for the fans, this match uh, hopefully happens. Uh, Francis Tiafo hopes that does not happen. Uh, here, the hometown hero, all the titles, all the time he's been to the finals. James, you said earlier today, he's not going to fist pump in your face, but he's going to beat you down, and that's what he does in Boston. Yeah, he does, and this is this is an opportunity for him to, to play an opponent that gave him a lot of trouble in Miami. He had to have a hard-fought match there. Then he comes back and he, he does this to him. It's like, it's like the Patriots in, in football. It's uh, Michael Jordan uh, when he was on top. He wants to step on your neck. And Roger might not outwardly express that, but he gets out there and he's a competitor. You have to be to be as great as he is. His winning percentage this year, 86%. That's actually better than his career winning percentage, which is 82%. 
He's 38 <laughs> years old. So looking ahead like Fed did to possibly Stan Vavrinka or Francis Tiafo, who's the better matchup for Roger? I think you know, everybody will be interested, obviously, in Basel to see Vavrinka and, and Federer, and they know each other's game so well. They're good friends. You know, it would be a very different matchup than with against a young gun like Francis Tiafo, who doesn't have, you know, quite the resume as Vavrinka, still kind of working his way up to level of consistency at that high level. But he raises his game, Tiafo, in those big matches. So could be a little tougher from that perspective, just a little less familiarity. But I, I think either way, it would be a good matchup. Yeah, I agree. And Francis had a couple of really good matches already with uh, with Roger, taking him to five sets at the U.S. Open and having a very close one with him in Miami Open one time. So I, I do believe that's uh, that's a, could be a tough matchup for him. And, and as Shannon said, Francis is, is a big match player. All right, 1,233 career wins now for Roger Federer, 41 behind Jimmy Connors. Watch out. And, of course, going for another title. Meantime, we flash back to Atlanta earlier this year. Alex Dimonor taking out Taylor Fritz, just the third player since 1991 to win a title without facing a break point. Impressive stuff from the young Aussie who will be in the next-gen finals in Milan coming up in a couple weeks. But the rematch today as Fritz looks to enact a little bit of revenge, but Dimonor playing too tough. Dimonor really did play great. He, he actually took it to Taylor Fritz and used Dimonor's strength being his footwork and his speed around the court, and he was able to, to harness that against Taylor Fritz's weakness, which is his movement. He was the one that was taking the, aggress the aggressive stance and standing inside the court, moving Taylor Fritz around and getting him on defense. And Taylor, we talked to Paul Anacone beforehand, and he said he really needs to be the one that's taking the ball down the line first, taking away uh, Dimonor's first serve, and Dimonor just did too good of a job. Taylor did finally get the break. After two, two matches, he gets a break middle of the second set. Demonar, too tough, able to break immediately back, moves forward. He just used his footwork so well today. I felt like he was everywhere on the court, and it had to be frustrating Taylor Fritz. And here is match point for the 20-year-old Aussie. Makes his seventh quarterfinal of the season and a career-best 30th win in 2019. Big stuff for Alex Demonor, who moves on to the final eight. Nita, who will join him there. Francis Tiafo taking on Daniel Evans. Big foe now directly into Paris with Felix Auger-Aliassime pulling out and looking to avenge, though, a loss to Dan Evans from Delray Beach. Yeah, and, and this is a great effort mentally for Francis Tiafo. He had a slow start. He's down 4-1 and down love 40 to be down double break in the first set. From there on, he was absolutely locked in and ripping, playing aggressive tennis, getting forehands, finishing so many points at the net, like he does there, showing off some unbelievable hands. And this, coming back, that's just pure athleticism right there. Francis Tiafo doing, doing a great work. I think he was pointing at his trainer there for all the work they've been doing on the track for him to get, that, get to that one. But finishing it off in style, he, he does an excellent job there. Scoreline says four and two, but that was a much more, much more difficult match because he was down early and had to fight back. All right, big foe moving on. He'll take on Stan Pavranka. Take a look at our featured matches in the chase for the championship. Tennis Channel, Tennis Channel Plus. Chanda, there's a lot of good ones. Which one do you want most? I'm interested to see Sinner uh, and Monfils. He just beat Monfils mm, recently. Right. I think it was last week. Sinner's a young, up-and-coming player. Monfils, of course, the athleticism. I'm interested to see how that one goes. I, I got to see David and Goliath right there. <laughs> this right up top there. Uh, aptly named David Goffin against Riley Opelka, the seven-footer. That's going to be fun to see how Goffin can handle that serve. There's another David versus Goliath in Schwartzman and 
Aquarium. <laughs> six true. foot six and five foot six there. So a lot of big matchups there. Uh, both of you have worked with Francis Tiafo. James, mm -hmm. you're kind of consulting right now. Mm -hmm. Chanda, you were with him at, at the Australian Open. Just what, watching. Okay, you were in the player box. <laughs> what, what, what would you uh, recommend that he do against Dan Vavrinka to get the win? Well, I think he's got to start better. I think he's got to come right out of the gate. He's not going to have those opportunities, the same opportunities to come back if he gets down early in the match. The serve for me has always been, you know, the big part, taking care of business there and just playing, you know, more comprehensive tennis because he's got the athleticism. He's the shot maker. He can do all those, those things that you have to improvise on uh, during matches. But I think just being a little more solid in the early stages of points and games. Yeah, like uh, starting out with the same intensity he had towards the end of that match would, would be really important, and he's going to have a, a hostile crowd a little bit in Switzerland. But I also think he, he needs to get away from giving Stan the, the rhythm because Stan is so good wherever he's standing, even far behind the baseline. He creates so much pace. If he's got rhythm and time on his back end, so I think um, Francis really needs to do a good job of mixing that up, not just going to one side all the time, mixing it up and probably attacking a little bit more to that backhand side when he gets the opportunity. So Taylor really needs to do I mean, excuse me, Francis needs to do a good job of getting forehands and, and keeping the forehand and keeping his ability to dictate play. All right, looking forward to this one. 1 p.m. Eastern right here on Tennis Channel tomorrow for the right to face Roger Federer on Friday in Basel. Should be some good stuff. Uh, our own Paul Anacone. We're celebrating a 30th anniversary with Paul coming up on the show. And how about two more Americans? Allison Risk, Sophia Cannon going at it in Zhuhai. Don't go anywhere. Blake Rubin Weissman back on TC Live. Chase for the championships in Zhuhai. Sophia Kennan said she didn't even know about this event until her dad told her during the season. She said, oh my God, why did you tell me? More pressure to make this big event, take it on Ali Risk for the first time and never faced a break point all match. Well, pressure is clearly good for Risk because she did make it, but this match, it was all Sophia Kennan. First, the backhand was flowing, that time the forehand up the line. She would break risk twice, got two break points, capitalized on both of them, and would not face a break point this entire match. See her playing very close to the baseline. The backhand is the big weapon, but she had it going in every area and made it look pretty straightforward. These two good friends have practiced together quite a few times, and Cannon able to come through with the straight set victory, 6-4, 6-4. As we take a look at the matches coming up tonight, join us 1.30 a.m. Eastern, 10.30 p.m. Pacific. Risk back in action against Mukaba. She beat her on the way to her, her Tagenbosch title earlier this year when she beat Kiki Burtons in the final against Diana Yastremska. They're both 1-0 in their groups. No, this is going to be some fantastic matches. Again, it, it, a lot of it comes down to matchups. We saw Madison Keys lose her first round, but good opportunity here to kind of rebound. And with the round-robin format, you're never quite out of it. You always have a chance, in some cases, mathematically to get through. So these matches are very important. What would a win for Sophia Cannon in a tournament like this, James, mean going into 2020? Oh, well, for her, she's just been building all year. I feel like she's just been getting better and better and getting more and more confidence. I think this, uh, if for her to get a win in this event uh, would just give her that confidence and that really feeling that she should be in the biggest event uh, of the year next year. So I think she's, uh, she has a chance to do that. And get her right outside the top 10. She can move to 11 in the world with a title in Zhuhai. Remember, it's coming up tonight, 1.30 a.m. Eastern Meet Time. We flip back over to Vienna. It was two days ago, Matteo Berrettini got his 40th win of the season, and Grigor Dimitrov got the 300th victory of his career. 
This was another tight match, but Berrettini played the bigger points better. Yeah, not much was separating these two. Berrettini did have four break points throughout this match, didn't convert any of them. Uh, Grigor Dimitrov, I thought, played, played solid, played very well. Uh, but Berrettini, as you mentioned, just played the bigger points a little bit better. This second set tiebreaker was really a clinic by Berrettini. He was doing everything right. First set tiebreaker was a little more hit and miss. Both players squandered a few opportunities, but second set tiebreaker was all Berrettini, playing so well. A little bit of uh, <laughs> creativity and athleticism from Dimitrov just to stay alive in this, but doesn't phase Berrettini and he gets himself a, a handful of match points and takes advantage as soon as he can. A more aggressive overall had 36 winners to just 13 for Dimitrov, 14 aces for the big Italian as he is looking to cement his spot in the race to London, the year-end championships. He picks up 45 points today, looking to gain ground on number seven Zverev. Yeah, he's looking to gain ground, and he's he's in the driver's seat. He's got uh, uh, he's one of the only guys, Zverev and Berrettini, the only two controlling their own destiny still. So if he can do well this week and then do well in Paris, he's going to be booking his ticket to London. And Gofan, we saw that in our featured matches coming up tomorrow. Chanda taking on Riley Opelka. So a lot of these players still alive for the 500 points this week. Yeah, and a big win for Gofan against Chilich, who I believe he hadn't beaten yeah. before. So, you know, a lot of players, a lot of these guys are kind of rising to the occasion, raising their levels at just the right moment. And when you have that shot, when you are still in contention, you just feel a different energy, a different motivation when you come to this stage of the year, although it's been a long year. So we're seeing some of these guys still playing great tennis. All right. Yeah, it's great to see them winning. Uh, you know, the guys at 8, 9, and 10, they're, they're going to have the opportunity to get themselves to play themselves into the London event instead of seeing guys that are losing and hoping that other guys lose. And it's good to see guys like Goffin playing so well and Batista Ogut as well and Berrettini. They're controlling their own destiny. You talked about it yesterday. I mean, you want the player to be able to earn their way in, not mm -hmm. kind of back their way in yeah. to the year-end finals. All right, Sam Query, uh, been an up-and-down year for Sam, but looking to end strong, taking on Adrian Manorino earlier today, when 70% of his service points saved all four break points. Yeah, and right there, that shot is when you know Sam's playing well. When he's actually being aggressive with that backhand, taking up the line or ripping it as he did there across court. That's when you, you know he's got confidence, and, and he did today. He played in, playing against Adrian Manorino, a crafty, crafty veteran, guy that can give you a little bit of trouble and take the ball out of the strike zone for you. But Sam just able to handle it all and served well. As you mentioned, he, he's handled his serve extremely well. This could be a tricky matchup, but Sam handles it beautifully. And one break in the first set, one break in the second set, and Query moving on. He'll take on Diego Schwartzman in the next round. But the expectation for Sam Query uh, on double levels because he put this out on Instagram. Baby Q is on the way with his lovely wife, Abby. Yeah, I see the little bump. It's real small, but looking cute. <laughs> it's exciting. Very exciting for Sam. Very happy for them. Hope they make great parents. Got married last year in June. So many Americans uh, popping out kids these days. I mean, yeah, it's a thing John, to do, apparently. <laughs> Taylor Fritz, you know, can, yeah. can give him some parental advice. John Isner can give some parental advice. So yeah. Sam has a lot of uncles. Yeah. Yeah, he does. James and, could give uh, some parental yeah. advice. Bob, Bob Bryan, he's got three out there. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Marty Fish. So Marty's got a couple. Andy's got a couple. It's the thing to do these days, I guess. Davis Cup. So David, a, few a lot of Davis babies coming to Davis. Yeah. A lot of different <laughs> conversations at Davis Cup is when I remember the conversation when I was a 20-year-old. And now it's about changing diapers and which formula to use. And all. 
Very different. <laughs> Whether to give the kids the iPad. Exactly. Yeah. What age? When are you going to start? What, what, what it's is a real that? deal. Do we say no or yes? I'm trying to avoid it as long as I yeah. can. Yeah. Except on planes. All, all rules <laughs> out the window on planes. That's to save the rest of the passengers from the kids screaming. Okay. <laughs> uh, they were screaming for Paul Anico and 30 years ago in Vienna. Take a look at this. Full head of hair. <laughs> the old chip in charge. Our man. What is he? Is that iced tea? <laughs> <laughs> drinking <That's> champions. <laughs> what is he drinking there? Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Back on Tennis Channel Live, Paul Anacone. He is in Basel this week coaching Taylor Fritz. He actually told me that Basel was the first European event he did well at. Took the fall off from the University of Tennessee, went to Basel, qualified, got all the way to the quarterfinals, but it was Vienna 30 years ago. His brother Steve was coaching him, convinced him to get back to his chip and charge style. Got the semifinal win over the great Peter Korda, and then Paul would get all the way to the finals. Said it was a resurgent time for him. Look, I mean, look at that style. Fighting fit and moving well. It's impressive stuff. Playing the Prince racket. <laughs> short, the shorts. short shorts. Short shorts. Let's short shorts. bring those back. And then, look at this, the deep V. <laughs> By the way, what is he drinking? I, I, don't, I don't even want to hazard a he guess. He took the carafe from the table at the restaurant there and brought it on court. <laughs> this is doubles partner, Kelly Everenden of Australia. They actually played the doubles final later in this tournament. But Paul would get the win in singles. Says he loves the city. Terrific event. And this would be the third and final title for Paul Anacone. Chip in charge. And this is a five-setter, too. He played three out of five in the finals. Coming through unseated. That's a lot of hair right there. <laughs> <laughs> a young, spry Paul Anacone. Great embrace at the net. Look at this. Let's see, let's see the air he gets, too, with the with the uh, victory jump. Look at that. <laughs> he cleared a phone book, I think. Uh, Paul Anacone. Legend. He, he wanted me to, to say that his brother, Steve, who coached him there, gets a lot of credit because he was like, go back to your, you know, your chip in charge, surfing volley ways. I mean, I it think did, yeah. he just wants to get in that the coaches really have a lot this to do with it. I mean, I think <laughs> this is all coming back to, you know, he's going to take credit for Sampras and Federer and Fritz and, you know, no, it's just the players. <laughs> <laughs> you got to practice what you preach, though. So, and yeah. love seeing Paul Anacone playing that way and Clearly, that's what he is bringing to Taylor Fritz's game right now. He's yeah. tacking more and really more comfortable in those areas of the court. So it's fun to see that clip. I mean, Paul was there with Roger when he won titles in Basel and now in Basel with Taylor Fritz. Won the title in Vienna. It all comes full circle for Mr. Anacone. I'm still just, we got all, we all have to text him. What was he drinking there? We still need to find out what he was drinking on the change. And why was it in a carafe? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they didn't have bottles or, I'm just curious about that. He took it from the hotel and brought it right to the court. We'll ask him, he'll be back with us for the ATP finals. So uh, 
safe travels back to the States for Paul Anacone as we enter the social net. Uh, we showed you Sam Query uh, expecting, well, John Isner and his lovely wife, Madison, they just had their second child, their son, John Hobbs, born on October 20th, now a party of four. A party of four. That's that's when it gets even trickier, in my opinion. That one one plus one equals about three. It seems like when you got that second kid. So good luck to you, John and Maddie. Beautiful, though. I mean, that yes. is what a what a wonderful family. How about goodness, they look the like daughter, mom. Hunter Grace? You know, is very happy to have a little baby brother. This is Coco Bandaway <laughs> uh, playing the 80K in Macon, Georgia, taking out Bavar Lepchenko, who had to retire from this match. So Coco. My Tennis Life star this year trying to uh, get back on the winning ways will advance there. A lot of big names in this draw in Macon, Georgia. We've got the coverage all week long on TC+. Plus. Shelby Rogers is there. Arena Falcone making her comeback there. Whitney Osigwe, the young American, is actually the two seed. And the reigning NCAA champ, Estella Perez-Somariba, actually qualified for the main draw here. So uh, tune in to yeah. TC+. Plus. That's fantastic. And remember last year, Belinda Benchage yes. went back and played some of the smaller events at the end of the year. And look where she is this year. The, the WTA, WTA finals. finals. Absolutely. Hope for Coco for next year. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, the curse of, you know, being on My Tennis Life, though, so it's, it's been rough. It, Mackie McDonald this year as well having to end his season. It's like being on the cover of Madden. Yes. It's, so it's good thing. and bad. Like, you want to be associated with us, but, like, you know. You got to be the one that's willing to break that curse, though. That's you right. want to break it. Can't <laughs> wait for 2020. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our rocket shot of the day is coming up next. Who will get it? Will it be Basel, Vienna, Zhuhai, Morfis in the mix. Time for our rocket shot of the day. Will it be Roger Federer? No. The upset pick today. How about David Goffin taking on Marin Cilic? And the wee wizard, as Mary likes to call him, coming up with the goods. Almost overran that. He's so fast. He kind of faked him out, too. It looked like he was going to go left, then he went right. It's over there. Just clean contact on this. Off the pace of Cilic. What a shot. Our rocket shot of the day going to the Belgian who will battle Riley Opelka tomorrow right here on Tennis Channel. Bright and early in the morning, we got the Zhuha, the Elite Zhuha Trophy, and that's our UTR today. Kiki Burtons, Diana Yastremska, both 1-0 in their group. What do you make of the UTR, Chanda? Yeah, this is a big match, and all the check marks really are in on the side of Kiki Burton's with Yastrzemska tying for the three-month UTR. She's played some fantastic tennis over the last few months, but Kiki Burton's does have the lead in the head-to-head -head as well, so that may also help Burton's, especially at the start of that match, but it'll be an interesting one. Yastrzemska, young player, big hitter. Burton's also very strong and, and hits the ball deep. I'm going to be interested to see who comes through that one. 19-year-old from you. Kind of hedging. You're not really going no. with UTR. You're I'm, not I'm going go, against. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go going with the UTR. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. I think. I, like I think Burton's definitely has the advantage. All right. I like it. Don't call me out here. James. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I'm and ready. you, James, what's your pick? I'm going with the UTR too. Oh, well, morally, I'm, I'm really, I'm just agreeing with Chanda. Moral support. I, I, you know, I got to agree with Chanda. <laughs> you'll, you'll go down with Chanda. You'll, go, you'll win exactly. with Chanda. Whatever exactly. it is. He only right. agrees with me on camera. That's great. All right. <laughs> uh, congratulations and uh, good news here for Kay Nishikori. Successful surgery on that right elbow. By the way, if you look closely at that shirt, it says, nobody beats me in tennis. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, that's what it says. Wow, you have huh? good eyes, Steve. Yeah. I zoomed in on it earlier today. They, 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 Mark Husk, our producer, sent it to me. You know, I always send his stuff, so we're prepared. And yeah. I was able to zoom in. 
That's good stuff. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Elbow injury. He's coming back in 2020. Though. I thought it was a simple procedure. Hopefully he'll be back and healthy in no time. Yeah. I mean, we miss Kay. We do. Absolutely. All right. Uh, here's our matches coming up tomorrow. The featured matches, a lot of good ones. We've talked a little bit about Tiafo and Vavrenka. Dominic team against Fernando Verdasco, the top seed. Uh, this is an event he's played 10 years, but never gotten past the quarterfinals, James. Yeah, he loves playing tennis. He loves playing in Austria. And I think for him, it would mean a lot to him. He talks about how much Kitzbühel means to him. I think it would mean a lot to him to do really well in this Vienna event as well. And Yannick Sinner, the 18-year-old Chanda, looking to make some more noise. Yeah, trying to get back-to-back -back wins against Monfils, who played some good tennis in the end, came through in a tough one. So I'm definitely looking forward to that one. And with all the names we've been talking about in Basel, how about Stefano Tsitsipas? Under the radar there, already qualified for the ATP Finals. Yeah, he's a guy that has played a lot of tennis this year. We'll see if he adjusts his schedule in future years, winning more and more, if he needs to have a little bit more rest time uh, to recover. But he's, uh, he's young, so he's recovering pretty easily right now. All right, join us bright and early, 1.30 a.m. Eastern for the action from Zhuhai. For James, Chanda, Mary, our entire team, I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks so much for watching Tennis Channel Live.